Hello, and welcome to the Magic for Realists podcast. This is the 61st dose, and it's called Graceful Transitions. My name is Lindsay Celeste, and I'm making this podcast because I want to share with you some things that I found practically helpful in my life that have that add to the magic I experience. And by that, I mean the things that delight me, that feel like they sparkle, that are amazing, that connect me to mystery and spirit. I'm fascinated by the intersection between our emotional and spiritual well-being and our physical world. So I talk about that and tangents from there on this podcast. And the last few months, I haven't been making very many of these because I've been making a home for myself, literally a little tiny home in a bus, uh, in a short school bus. I've been converting it to my living space. I talk more about that in the I Bought a Bus episode, and I'm happy to report that I'm moving into it this week, and it's livable, it's delightful, I am so proud and happy with it, and I look forward to telling you more about what it's like to actually live in it. Today I want to talk about transitions, because this moving into the bus is one of them, and there's been two other significant transitions in my life in the last few months, and it's got me thinking about how I navigate those, and it feels like they're getting, I'm getting more skills around navigating transitions that's making my life easier, uh, and I think they might be helpful for you, because if you haven't noticed already, transitions are inevitable. Seasons in the earth change from winter to spring, summer, and autumn, and our life stages change. We get older. The phases of our relationships change. The phases of our work change. And I think overall, I find more peace when I notice the season that's happening and don't really resist it that much. Like there's a, a lot of difficulty comes if, you, if you're trying to pretend you're in a season that you're not. <laughs> you know, like if you're not wearing the right clothes for the season, that's when you feel ill-prepared and you feel like uncomfortable. If you, if you wear the right clothes for the season, it's a lot more pleasant. And there's mourning and some sadness that can come with a change with a saying goodbye to something that we really cherished, whether it's summertime or a home or a relationship. And there can also be some celebration. There can be some relief. Often transitions hold mixed emotions. I don't know that there's, it's very rare for me to have one that's like just one feeling. <laughs> Like this one of moving into my bus, I feel predominantly excited and eager. And I feel a little bit daunted. Like I wonder what the unknowns are going to be of the logistics in that bus. And I also feel like nostalgic gratitude. I lived in a trailer, a 28 foot trailer for three years, which was probably two years longer than I expected. And... I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about the roughness of living in that space, like the annoyances and the poor quality of the structure. And I, it's like, I couldn't really think about that because I needed to live in it. (laughs) 
And I'm delighted that this moving into my bus feels like an upgrade. For example, like I have lights that run on solar panels that have nice switches. And I've been running off of a goofy mixture of like extension cords and power bars for three years. So I feel like I have a, like a really functional house. <laughs> Just to give one example. So this transition, it does have a bit of that nostalgic gratitude for the time I spent in my trailer. It was a very transformative three years for me that involved... It's the first year of a lot of mourning, a lot of sadness, a lot of regrouping, and it included a dear relationship that is now transitioned as well. Um, so there's that nostalgia, and there's the there's the location, there's the memories, the sounds, just the little quirks of a space I became so intimate with. So as I'm when when possible, I would suggest having some gradualness to a transition. If you can have some have some time to adjust to the change, I find that really helpful. So I'm grateful that I have known for many months that I was going to be moving out of my trailer. I was pretty resolved about that even before I started building the bus. So I could appreciate things about it in, in that in that light. And also start the practical things of, you know, cleaning up around the exterior, giving away more of my possessions, just simplifying. And in those physical acts of preparing the space and giving things away, that starts to ready my psyche for the transition. This one was really special to me in that I got to, at the same time that I was building the bus, like I, I got to physically like move ideas and things into my new space. So it's felt very, I guess, organic. It's felt like the changing of a season where as I was building the bus, I was letting go of the trailer. You know, things like little special objects I could move into the bus as I built it. And I, as I'm cleaning up the trailer, I'm thinking about okay, how many things can I fit comfortably in the bus? Like what size of, you know, possessions am I going for here as I give many away I already didn't have that many in a 28 foot trailer but my bus is smaller so I even more going minimalistic here and I'm loving that process it's so great I feel this like liberation of like oh I don't need that I don't need that it's highly recommend it I probably recommended this book before but there's a book called goodbye things you need to read that book okay so working with, with gradualness to help us adjust to the change, I find really helpful. The other part is an idea of being witnessed. Sometimes our transitions are very internal and personal, and sometimes we might not want to be seen. But for me, when something significant is changing, I... I feel the desire and I guess more fulfilled when somebody dear to me in some capacity witnesses or acknowledges the change that I'm going through. So in the case of my trailer and my bus, I invited David, who was my boyfriend for two of the years I lived there, to come over for dinner and we had the lovely time of just you know, acknowledging the time we'd spent together there, the time I'd spent in the trailer, 
some memories, some nostalgia. And I'm so grateful that he could come and witness me in that transition, in that, like, just acknowledge that this happened. Sometimes as we change locations or anything else significant in our life, there can be this sort of disembodied feeling like, whoa, did that ever happen? And I'm learning to transition gradually enough that I don't lose track of myself and I don't have that feeling of like, shit, what happened? How did I get here? It's kind of the difference between like flying somewhere or driving, taking the train, biking somewhere. Like when you fly, it's a very ungrounded, literally ungrounded experience where you get in this little metal tube and then you pretty much miraculously end up somewhere else. And it can lead to this jet lag feeling of like, whoa, how did I get here? Never mind the time zones and all that. I think I've talked about this before. Um, And so to do a more gradual transition, it's like, It's more like riding a bike or driving a car where you can see it happening. You can see the landscape changing. You can, I can feel the change happening and I'm here for it the whole way along. That's really good for my psyche. It really helps me not wake up one morning and have that split disassociative, like shit, who am I now feeling? And I used to have that feeling a lot. And there was many reasons for that, but part of what I'm learning is how to be conscious as I change and as I transition through stages. I think because changes can come with complicated emotions, it can be easy to, or appealing, to just sort of numb out and be really busy and not actually be there for what's happening. I wonder if that makes sense to you. This, yeah, to just... I mean, people, for example, like a a huge life transition is when you die. And there can be this thing around death where we just like busy, busy, let's not acknowledge it. And then it's shocking when it happens. And, And what would we learn if we were present for the process? Another big transition that's happened the last few months in my family is that my mom moved out of the house that my sister and I and my mom, I guess my sister and I grew up in for the second half of our childhood. And she's lived there for, my mom has lived there for 20 years. I guess I lived there for probably nine years, maybe? From like, is that like 12 to 20? I guess that's eight years. Uh, Anyways, a significant house in my life and definitely a significant house in her life. And so as a family, we went through that transition And it brought up, it still brings up quite a few feelings for me. (laughs) There's a whole other thing going on with my mom that I'm not sure how to talk about yet. But uh, we'll just start with the fact that she moved out of that house. And so that transition involved her her also giving away a lot of things. Some of which, like the stereo cabinet, I incorporated into my bus. But, you know, I wasn't, I didn't take on a lot of things because I'm also giving away things. I definitely thought it was interesting that my mom and I were both doing big move changes in the same basically month and a half. She's moving out of her house and I'm moving into my first house. Like the first house that I've built really for myself. Uh, Yeah, interesting generational timing there. 
so in that transition, and I don't think I was really in charge of it. It wasn't really mine, but it was peripherally important to me and impacting of me. And I'm glad that my mom and my sister and I had a few hours back at the house to walk through it, to acknowledge the time we'd spent there. We did a very simple little sand scattering ceremony, I suppose. And my family is strained at the moment. And I wish that we'd had time to just hang out, to just, you know, like do a family fun thing. And we didn't. The only time we spent together was doing this intense emotional goodbye to the house. But I'm still glad we did it because it, we marked the occasion. And one of the things that helps me in transitions is to, is to know when I need a bit of ceremony. Because to mark it with a moment of intention and symbol is really helpful to me psychologically. I think mystically it also helps to to close a door, to open a door, to acknowledge, to be grateful, to plead, any of those things. And ceremonies can can maybe get a reputation for having to be really elaborate or having to be like led by somebody official. And in my opinion, that's they don't need to be either. To make a ceremony, you basically just need to uh, intend to do so, set set an intention, have a time that's uninterrupted, even if that's like five minutes. And usually I, I have something symbolic, an object, a song, um, a giving away, a letting go. In this case with my mom and my sister, it was quite beautiful and that we hadn't talked about how this was going to happen. But my mom had found in her sorting of things some sand from when we lived in Peru, which I think in my family story is the time when the three of us as a family unit were the closest. It was a very bonding experience to live in a foreign country together. And wow, it's almost a little bit choky, choking up. Um, So she found this sand. And so we went to the backyard around, there's this maple tree that used to shelter the whole backyard and died and got cut down. And my mom fostered the seedling of of one of its offspring. And now it's a tree that, that will survive. It's taller than me. And, and the stump of the old tree is still there. And so we just stood by those two trees, by the, the stump of the old one and the growth of the new one. And we scattered the sand from Peru. And we said, we just said some things. It took like less than five minutes and we made it up on the spot. And it feels ceremonial and special to me and I'm so glad we did it. So I hope that if you're undergoing or somebody close to you is experiencing a significant life transition that you will find a moment to make a little ceremony with it. I really think humans do well with ceremony like and our culture currently has has very few of them and we need to we need to revive that very human skill of of making ceremonies and I think we can do it ourselves we can we can practice and and see how they feel I find it really helpful in my life the other transition I've been 
going through is changing my work situation. So you may know that for the last three years, same time frame I lived in the trailer, I've been managing a chiropractor's office part-time about 20 hours a week. And it is the most regular job I have maybe ever had. Definitely the only office job I've ever had. And I'm amazed that I enjoyed it for that long. And I'd been wondering for ages when I would change out of it. And the work I've been doing at my studio, specifically giving massages, has is something that I really enjoy. It's also more lucrative. And I really want to eventually only work for myself and work out of my studio. So I was wondering when that timing would be. And somehow I just got this sense like, okay, that also happens this, this autumn. Like it'll be three years exactly that I started there. And like that chapter is over. It wasn't because anything was like particularly wrong at work or, you know, that I wasn't good at the job anymore. or It was still fine to do. But it feels like the least soulful and lucrative thing I was up to. So I wanted to create more space in my schedule for the more soulful, profitable things that I can do. And a lot about having that spaciousness in my schedule. I feel so happy and wealthy even when I have a lot of time to choose what I do with it. And now that I have a house that's actually also fully mobile, I really want to be able to take off for a four-day, five-day weekend and go on adventures. So I decided I would also finish at the office. And so I gave notice. I wanted to do it gradually. And that relationship with my boss, my previous boss now, I guess, is, is really important to me. And so to give him notice serendipitously the first person who applied was excellent and so it was like the smoothest work transition and and I gave I was basically orchestrating that and feel really good that by doing it gradually by having like some practice days some training days and alternating when I and the new uh, manager were working then it allowed us all to adapt, me to adapt to not being there. And I mean, I have like, I've seen my boss most days for the last three years. So they're also like, we're getting used to how to shift our relationship. And the new person is getting used to working there. He's getting used to her. Like, we're all just getting used to the new dynamic. And instead of shocking all of our systems by like, and not even getting information across well in a rush, to do so gradually, I just feel... I feel so happy about it, that it was like this graceful finale to that really important job in my life. And I feel proud that the office is a better place to work than it was when I got there, that I improved some systems and that there's something really interesting. Like there's like mundane details that I learned over the course of changing all the systems and making it work. Uh, that like I've never told anybody they were just my private details of like this works better if you do it this way it was quite satisfying to get to actually tell those to somebody and have it like mean something to them because it's going to make their life and their job easier that was quite fun actually uh yeah it was like 
something that's taken up so much of my brain space and I've never got to share it. That was really quite, quite a delight. Uh, yeah, so that transition is almost finished. I go in this coming week to do end of the month training and, and then I'm like on call if she needs me. So I feel many causes of deep breaths, like the bus build, it's at the mechanic for a few days now and then comes back to my place. I'm going to stay parked in the same location I have been, at least for the next month or so, as part of my gradual transition so that uh, I'm not shocked by new location at the same time as new structure. And then I move into the bus. <laughs> you can probably hear I'm pretty stoked. And my schedule's opening up. Like this morning or this afternoon, I would have been at the office. And I won't be. I will probably be going. I've been doing daily uh, natural water dunks. There's like rivers and oceans and lakes around here. I'm trying to keep that going as long as I can. So this afternoon, I will dunk in the river and then go warm up in the sauna. Yes. Ooh, I can, I'm like looking forward to the sauna already because I'm a little bit chilled. Because this seasons are changing and, and change happens. And as I, as I notice it and stay present for it and take it gradually and ceremonialize, ceremonialize it when appropriate and be witnessed by somebody close to me, I feel this skill set of how to navigate tra transitions increasing for me and it's making life better and less daunting and more exciting actually. So I hope that some of these tips were helpful for you and thank you for your patience in waiting for another episode. I suspect I'll be able to make them more often now and yeah, I'm sending you like transitional hugs. That's a weird phrase. I'm sending you hugs for whatever transition you're going through. There we go. And if you'd like to be in touch, I always love to hear from you. The best way to do so would be on Instagram at Magic for Realists. Or you can look at the website by the same name and send me a message that way. Thanks so much for listening. And yeah, I hope you experience some magic in your week this, this week. Bye for now.